Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. Bridget Frazier is a second generation Bluffton Town Council member, owner of the food truck Chef Bees Eats, and now has partnered with Watterson Brands on her new endeavor, Ma Daisy's Porch. We visited her at the new location on May River Road to find out about the restaurant and Gullah Cultural Center and what it means for her and Old Town Bluffton. So Bridget, first, you know, your father was a town council member. Mm -hmm. He was very involved in the town of Bluffton. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you followed in his footsteps. Sure. Um, So he was a a councilman here in Bluffton. He was the mayor pro tem in the Mm -hmm. town's poet laureate, among many other hats he wore. Um, I'm following in his footsteps in a sense of I am utilizing my voice and my platform to be able to amplify the citizens here, both through politics and just through community organizing Mm -hmm. and action. Um, And that was something that he was able to master um, very well. And, And I'm grateful to be able to do the same thing. That's great. Now, you originally, obviously, you grew up here mm-hmm. and you were an English teacher yeah. in um, on Hilton Head Island before you made the, the jump over to town council right. and to the food truck. What decided, how did you decide to make the jump from English teacher to food truck owner? Sure. Well, that decision um, happened uh, actually over a decade ago. I first started teaching in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I would commute back and forth to Bluffton just to be, you know, able to attend family events and get Mm -hmm. caught up. And the more that I would come home from uh, teaching, I would begin to see like the change that was happening in the area through, you know, more development. But also I began to see like the effects of gentrification. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to be able to come back home. I knew my dad was gone at the time. So I was like, I have to be able to come back home and kind of help preserve the culture, Mm kind of help uh, remind people that they do belong here. Uh, The natives, uh, Mm -hmm. black and Gullah natives here, that they do have a presence and it's not a place to feel that they're invisible or no longer belong. And I wanted to help create things here. Mm -hmm. And so um, I left West Palm Beach and I came here to begin teaching. And it just helped me be able to organize my thoughts and even my path a little bit more and uh, focus more on that community organizing and connecting Mm -hmm. piece. So when I was able to step away, it wasn't just a a break and I'm kind of left financially wondering how I'm going to keep up with the the dream that I had. Um, I was able to break away after the pandemic and walk right into um, town council being elected there Mm -hmm. and following through the mission of my uh, my catering Mm -hmm. and um, commercial endeavors. So now you have um, Chef B's Eats. Tell us a little bit about the vision behind Ma Daisy's and the cultural center that's going to go here right in, um, you know, the heart of historic Old Town Bluffton. Sure. Uh, Ma Daisy's was birthed um, for me really since I was a child. Mm -hmm. I lost my mom when I was seven years old. And prior to that, my dad moved us from Charleston back to Bluffton to Mm -hmm. kind of get help. Um, because my mom suffered with epilepsy Mm. and it was something that he knew that he had to work and he had three young children and he felt safer being back here. And so my Daisy um, was everything love, everything Gullah, everything Bluffton. Um, Her roots are here. And so she poured into me 
taught me how to cook. I was, you know, gutting fish and heading shrimp ever since I was seven and picking crabs and okra and stuff because they farmed and grew everything. And so just the love that she instilled in me, that stayed with me throughout life. And it's in every dish that I cook. And so when I met Billy and I had the opportunity to live my dream out loud, I went back to, you know, my original source of inspiration and it was my grandmother, uh, who's my dad's mom. And so the Heritage Center and just this entire compound is an homage to Gullah Life, but also an homage to the culture and to her. And uh, she actually, um, her workplace will actually overlook this compound because she worked right down on Wharf Street wow. as the um, at the Oyster Factory, which was one of the places we'll highlight at the Heritage Center. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always the Bluffton Oyster Co. It was called the Bluffton Gullah Co-op. And um, families, Gullah families like my grandfather, Oscar Frazier, were one of the families that mm-hmm. ran and operated the, the co-op. And so um, with the Heritage Center, our aim is going to be able to bring life to the stories that have been forgotten, that have not been told of how rich and vibrant the uh, history here for Black and Gullah Natives were. And uh, we want people to, of all walks of life, to be able to come here and they can really celebrate and learn and kind of have the connection of what the the culture meant uh, to us and how important it is to the, the town of Bluffton. Well, we were here for the um, opening and the blessing ceremony, and the food was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about um, the restaurant that's going to be coming in here and the bakery and sort of the different uh, plans you have. So um, it is definitely a full-scale project, and we, as we speak to people, we let them know that it's the place where you can come and experience every sense of, of the culture. You can come and taste it. You'll be able to touch it you know you'll be able to hear see and you know smell components of it um and so the restaurant will be my brick and mortar chef bz eats and it will definitely be themed after gullah cuisine authentic gullah cuisine and it'll also be uh, a modern spin on some of the things that i like to do which i i I'm able to do now through the uh, food truck and catering. Um, and then we'll have the Heritage Center, which will have an open air market attached to it, providing retail space to Gullah business owners. Um, kind of like um, one of the owners who are going to be going in there for the retail spaces is Sonia Grant of Gullah Teas and Tings. Um, we have a few others who will be able to occupy space there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also have a bakery that will be on the property as well, that will be providing everything from desserts and sweets to fresh baked uh, breads, um, custom order cookies and chocolate dipped strawberries. And the compound will also house right above the open air market. We're going to be providing affordable housing through units to our management team to be able to buy into the concept of that we do believe in sustainability and retention of our workers. And so we want to be able to give them that opportunity and not have that worry, um, knowing that it is increasingly becoming a problem in the area. And then the restaurant itself is going to be a, a two story restaurant that will um, house a full bar inside as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll be doing like daiquiris and drink towers and have Mm -hmm. an upstairs area for um, private events and uh, definitely be live music going on in there. Um, and have hookah and some other things, but we'll also want the outside to be a place that is reminiscent of what my daisies 
porch and really with the energy she provided. And that's once you come there, you don't want to leave and you get to see everything uh, there. We're going to have um, custom bottle trees that are going to be adorning the outside of the um, property. We'll also have um, different elements that are an homage to the culture here, too. So literally when you're here, wherever you are on the property, you'll be able to see elements of the, the culture um, yeah. and you'll kind of be able to learn and and immerse yourself in it as well as enjoying the good food and drinks and other things. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's that's huge. Now, uh, we know that you've partnered with um, Billy Watterson mm -hmm. and Watterson's brands. Uh, tell us about that, that partnership and what it's looked like. Um, it has been an amazing partnership only because um, we have seen, you know, several individuals who've come alongside and who, you know, um, give the impression that they do want a partner, but that partnership usually becomes an encroachment and uh, the individual whose dream gets attached to it, they really don't get to flourish. Um, a partnership with Billy Watterson and Watterson's brand has been more than that. It's a kinship in the sense of it was, this is your idea, this is your brand this is your dream so what do you want what do you need to bring it to life and every scale of the project has been uh through the lens of my vision and mm -hmm. how i'd like to see it execute and so it is true ownership in that sense and um i am the owner of the the compound and the, mm -hmm. the property and the items here and uh billy is my partner in that endeavor and um he's not just my partner but he's also used his resources and platforms to be able to amplify our entire community mm -hmm. um i'm one of many stories that are coming out of his commitment to uh the community that he's decided mm -hmm. to build some of his brands um and also leave a, a legacy of and so i'm extremely grateful for that in that uh, his partnership has extended to the buffett and mokay community to the uh, founding of Blackwoody, mm -hmm. um, and just to so many, many other things. And um, we're all fortunate to have someone who believes in uh, doing that and not just in a sense of, if, you know, <laughs> using money to begin a conversation, but they actually are using their heart and they're using their platform to allow other people to flourish. Billy definitely has a big heart. He you does. know, we worked with him in the past before with uh, Help for Hope and a couple other projects and his, he has uh, a big love for this community he does and it's genuine because you know really he could he could have built the distillery and, and whatever else and he he's fine you know he has uh he's a very successful entrepreneur and so it's yeah. not a, a need for him to do it but it's a desire and knowing that there is a loss of equity here mm -hmm. amongst black and gullah entrepreneurs and so this is a, a desire that he's using to be able to help us kind of leave a footprint in the area and, and we're appreciative yeah. of that well, we're, we're here, we're um, recording this podcast right on site here, the old Pepper's Porch building, and we cannot wait to see the, the transformation, and we'll be, you know, watching you guys every step of the way. So thank you for coming out and talking with us. Thank you. We look forward to having you come to, to many more events to be able mm -hmm. to uh, taste even more of the items that will be on the menu. You got a little glimpse of it at the groundbreaking, but we'll have lots uh, more in, in store for you guys. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.